Stephen Dromgold, our relationship expert, is with us this morning. Morning, Stephen. Morning, Jack. You um, are going to tell us this morning about Masters of Relationships. What what exactly is this group? Who are they, and and what are some of the things that they advise upon? Yeah, um, so the the group that I'm actually talking about is slightly bigger than the Masters of Relationships. So that was uh, John Gottman's term for um, the groups that he studied um, through the end of the 70s and the 80s. And they were these people who would come in and it was like the original Big Brother and they would record them all. And um, and then basically uh, then they wouldn't do an intervention. They just basically watched them for a weekend in this sort of Big Brother apartment and then send them off. And then they'd, they'd follow them up about five years later to find out which ones had got divorced and which ones were still together. And so he had this group, um, you know, the groups who are happy in relationship, uh, mm. who he called the masters of um relationships specifically because of some behaviors um, that they did. Now, what I was particularly interested in is a group within that that we call the relationship champions who, uh, because there are some people for whom relationships naturally just work. You know, right. and they're probably not even listening to the show because you know why would they need to? They, you know, uh, you know, like it's just obvious to them how how relationships work. But within that group, there's a there's a smaller group of people who basically figure out how to make relationships work. So they don't naturally have any of those those preconditions, but along the way, they've managed to figure out some strategies um, that tend to make their relationships really amazing. So, so people and, who. Uh, for whom yep. relationships work, but that they've got like an extra bit of secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, and they've they've had to to work it because often you know like what we know is that people um, who are raised with secure attachment style who marry other people with secure attachment styles who uh, you know their parents have have secure attachments and stuff. There, there's a, a, a fairly substantial uh, uh, number of those who uh, yeah they just work. And then, you, yeah. but then you get the people who they didn't grow up in a, uh, with parents with a great relationship, or they didn't get great modelling, or they've had some struggles in their early relationship, and then that, but they just managed to put some put some stuff together. And so, obviously, you know, that's the group that um, that I'm interested uh, interested in because you know we can spend a lot of times. Uh, looking at, at things where people go wrong. But, you know, it's like actually what we want to do is we want to figure out what are the people who do who do things really well? What is it that, that they're actually doing that really makes the difference? Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so what are those things? So basically what we found is is broadly speaking that there are five there are five areas that that basically relationship uh, champions manage to pretty much do all five of them fairly well. Mm. Um and so, um, so I'm, I don't have time to run into all of them in detail, but we'll just briefly mention them so you can have a conversation around them to sort of evaluate, okay, well, where are we actually going in terms of this? Mm. And on our Facebook page, I'll put a, um, I'll put a, a, a fairly quick questionnaire that you can run through and, and just help you as a bit of a guide. So we'll post that up a little bit later today. Okay, cool. Um, so the, the first resource is um, that what they, what they do is they are in an alliance. So, you know, that, that there's a thing that, you know, they make a decision to be a team and they, they do that on a situation-by-situation situation pr uh, process. They, If there's a challenge, they will figure out how do the two of us align together. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. really good sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, yeah. Um, so then, the second thing that they that they do is, in order to do that, do that, it all it generally means that they have ways of managing conflict. Okay, right. 
because right. obviously you're never naturally going to always be on exactly the same page as your partner and you're going to miss each other and get confused about stuff. So they have ways to, um, A, they tend to bypass quite a lot of conflict. So other areas where other people get stuck, they just they actually just don't get caught. There are math and strategies they use to do that. Then what they do is if they do start, you know, squabbling or fighting, it doesn't go as high and it doesn't get as hot. Right. Um, so they're able to defuse. Right, right. So, so then, conflict resolutions, conflict management, yeah. for want of a better yeah. term, is actually is actually the critical part of it. Super critical, yeah. Um, and it tends to be the most the most obvious one that um, that they tend to do, um, and also that they can repair because sometimes they will have big blobs and they they kind of miss each other, but they have these really effective repair strategies so that even when they're looking back, you know, and they will do that, oh, remember we had that big fight about da da da, but the way that they talk about it is not like, you know, and I'm still mad with you and I'm still hurt about it mm. and all of those kind of things. What they actually remember is how loving the repair was, um, and so actually even their fights end up as being good memories for them. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, 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 that was uh, that that was good. Which, but uh, you know, I think for most people, you know, when I talk talk with couples, I'm working about that. They're like, oh my god, what? You had good memories after the fights, you know. Um, so that's a really that's a really kind of huge thing um, uh, in my world. And so that's one that I spend a lot of time working. Well, with don't they say people. the makeup can be pretty pretty good if you know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly, mm. and 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 relationship champions are you know are absolutely on that on that wavelength. Um, you know they you know if they can't avoid it, if they want to do it there, and again it comes back to the alliance because they want to be together on that. They will work really hard to make that repair really good. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. Then what they do, and this is this one is so people forget about this one so much and I honestly I think sometimes counsellors can be really lousy at, at this because you know we're, we're like really serious and we're like saving marriages and stuff but relationship champions amplify pleasure and fun right yeah. what does that mean you know, well it, it basically means that they have a good time together right okay and they prioritise that yeah absolutely um, mm. and so there's this thing of um you know, when they're talking about stuff, you know, you kind of hear them like giggling in the waiting room or they, you know, or they, they just use, uh, you know, they create space, they invest time, they invest money, they, you know, they, they prioritize. It's like, oh, you know, when are we going to do this thing? Or, you know, this has been really tough. What are we going to do to take care um, of ourselves and each other? And it's a little bit like, you know, when you have those parents who, you know, their, their kids are just like happy because the parents are really kind of investing and having a good time. Mm. Just a couple of, do do it for each other, and mm. um, and that's a huge resource. Okay, no, that's really that's that's really good. So sort of uh, relax. So 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 conflict management, and then kind of really deliberately having fun. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So then the next one. Now this is the one that most people actually get stuck on. Um, and so basically what happens is as you move through the relationship cycle um, and there's an overlap between the relationship and the life cycle, there's obviously different changes. So, you know, it's different being in a relationship as a 20-year-old as being a 65-year-old. Mm. And so what what these guys are doing is that they are both growing individually and they're growing together. Okay. okay? 
Yeah. And they really kind of support each other in that process because they're actually recognizing that there are, you know, that there are different developmental challenges. Now, this is one of the times where, where as therapists, we sometimes see relationship challenges when they're negotiating a new phase. So children are, are leaving home or, you know, they're preparing for retirement and they're sort of, you know, they're sitting with some of the stresses of that. And then, they, you know, there's this idea of like, oh, hey, you know, we might, you know, go and get some help at this point in time, you know, because, I, you know, like I'm not quite sure how to how to support my partner through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's a really that's a really big um, that's a really big uh, issue and stuff. And um Often I see couples will come in and say, oh, look, we just want to get our relationship back to, you know, blah, you know, like when we first met and all of those kind of things. And we're like, hang on a sec, you guys have been in a relationship for 20 years. You've got three kids, you know, you're in a totally, there's no, you're you're not going to be running around partying all night and and doing that kind of thing. It's not a, not a reasonable, um, it's not a sustainable way for you to be in your life. But what you could do is look at the challenge at the stage you're in now and how do you negotiate this Mm, stage well. mm, Uh, mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Hey, um, and, th- th- oh, sorry, you keep going. Yeah, there, so so the last one, and this one I'm still trying to figure out a little bit because it's not really clear. It's about accessing social support. Now, I don't know if this is because relationship champions are just naturally good, you know, they're good at relationships, and so that flows into them having good social support, or if they have the good social support, and that's a big part of having the, the relationship. But whatever, there seems to be that feature of that they are connected into communities um, and um, uh, and people who nurture their relationship, who support their relationship, and so they, they expand their network. So basically, relationship champions are essentially forces for relational good in society. They, mm. you know, they make the world better. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's like... A, yeah. it's like something outside of the relationship directly that actually benefits it. Yes, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And so there's a sense that they are a ripple effect in the world, and um, but it's also a sense of like, you know, do they actually find people who, you know, who kind of vibrate or kind of ripple into them as well, yeah. you know, yeah. and so I'm not sure which is first the chicken or the egg. So that's something that I'm still curious about. That's really useful. Stephen, how can people find you on Facebook if they want to see these examples with a bit more detail? Okay, so if they look up um, the Facebook page is called Love and Relationships, um, the Relate Project, and um, so you do some postings from there.